Ooh, it is Sunday, April 16th. We are getting incredibly close to the NFL draft. We are also getting incredibly close to filling the Superflex tournament. NBA playoffs started yesterday. The NHL playoffs are starting. There's so much best ball you can do, but today we are going to we are going to kick it off with a Superflex draft. got jason in the chat saying good morning you guys get to see a little bit of a new intro that we're working on brian says good morning and we're not going to waste any time we are going to just jump right into this draft we do keep it a little more chill on these sunday morning streams i have my headphones on because i might play some music while we're drafting we might just uh you know we might just hang play some music have some fun. All right, we're entering right now. So if you want to jump in, this is the time to do it. We are in. Good morning to the pound. And we are waiting for nine. So probably a good thing we jumped right in. We will play uh, play some music. It lets me turn it down a bit. If it ends up being too loud, you guys let me know. I haven't jumped in one of these in the last few days. I was actually firing more of the NBA dance than I thought I was going to. And not that I fired a lot. I have like somewhere between six and eight teams in the dance. So that's kind of what we were firing the last few days. Fired a lot of parlays yesterday to get Silas upset. But we uh, we made over a K yesterday firing parlays don't do it at home folks i am a trained professional i'm gonna turn this down just a little more yeah so it was a good day it was a good saturday don't know if we're gonna be betting on any basketball today i'm not entirely comfortable with some of that stuff but we're not here to talk basketball we are here to draft a super flex team and we're just waiting on one more person. And I have a good feeling. I have a feeling we are going to get a top three pick. Underdog's going to bless us for streaming on a Sunday morning. Oh my God. We got a four. We got the four. So right outside that main top three. That's okay. We can still build pretty well from the four spot. Who's in here? I see Fantasy Dog Pound. JW is familiar. So a couple normal names, a couple of badges, not many. Looks like we might have a relatively normal draft here, which is nice. But we're drafting from the four spot. And the four spot's an interesting spot for me because typically Justin Fields is going there. And right, rightfully so. Justin Fields, if he gets any of that, if he gets 80% of the rushing that he got last year, he is just an absolute smash to that spot. He's got his uh, weapons upgraded, of course, with DJ Moore. They should be better this year, theoretically, overall. That's the common conception right now. But 
I don't know, man. I just really, really like Burrow a little more than Justin Fields. So we'll talk through it as we get to the pick. I'm pretty sure dog mentality is going to go Patrick Mahomes here. He does. So we are looking at Justin Fields. We are looking at Joe Burrow. And I just kind of like getting the Joe Burrow exposure up. Uh, we've talked about the Mixon thing. I'm not totally concerned with that yet, but even if Mixon's there, even if they have to bring somebody else in, it just seems like they're a team that is going to be primed to rely on Joe Burrow a ton this year. We're talking Patrick Mahomes level of volume here. 300 passing yards a game probably is like, he's almost going to hit it every game. I, I just think that the running game is going to be so poor in Cincinnati overall that they are going to be right. This might be the year that they rely on Joe Burrow more than any other year in his career. Um, wow. Benjamin says that it took him 54 drafts to get his first number one spot to, and it's his first jo- Josh Allen exposure. Wow. Crazy. Index is saying that the draft is already off the rails. I don't know if it's that off the rails. I've been seeing this kind of run out a bit where people are passing on Lamar going to the Herbert Lawrence. I'm not saying I agree or disagree, but it's it's been more common in some of these drafts. We see Jefferson Chase go. I mean, I think it's fine. I think the draft is fine. Benjamin's got the two spot. Benjamin, you could have you could have been a real friend of the stream and you could have drafted Joe Burrow or Justin Fields and allowed us to get Hertz or Mahomes at the four spot. Actually did get Hertz at the four sometime during the week. That was a lot of fun. If you could ever get Justin Hertz at the four spot in a super flex draft, highly recommend it. It uh, really made my day, really made my day. So, ah, Index is saying that the draft is off the rails because they didn't get a top four pick. It really does feel like if you're not, for me, it's top five. But if you don't get one of those top five picks, you're just like, ugh, disgusted. Unlike, you know, the regular drafts where I don't love getting the 12 spot, but I feel really fine with it. Like, I can still build teams that I like in that, in that wheelhouse, but yeah. You don't get a top five in this. You're like, oof, 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 oof. I do have the music looping. If it becomes annoying, let me know and we will we will kill music. I am in the process of adding a bunch of custom tracks so that we don't have to use the StreamYard defaults. Um Shout out to Jesse Wilkins. He is also known as DJ Double Take. He has really hooked us up with some music. So go find DJ Double Take if you're looking for some some music to listen to. Make some really good beats. Uh, we could go Daniel Jones here. I have not double tapped the borough with a with like a Daniel Jones. I don't really like doing it, so let's do something to get us out of our comfort zone. Let's double tap QB. It's not something I typically do, so 
let's uh so let's just try it jeff's in the draft saying it's a he's drafting at the 11 spot first draft in this contest so i'm donating jeff we're all donating nobody knows what to do in a super flex draft we're all working our way through it it is uh it's a whole thing we're, we're working our way through Superflex to get us to another... I'm guessing we're going to get like one more sort of big board this week if we fill this contest before the NFL draft. And that will lead us right into Best Ball Mania. Uh, Index, you don't understand how copyright works. I cannot throw on ABBA. I cannot throw on Ace of Base either. We will not be able to keep this stream up we will not be able to play it on itunes or anything like that so it's all straight up custom music or you get yourself a best friend that makes that makes music so all right so we started off double qb we got burrow we have daniel jones do some scrolling here. See what we got. All right. So we are at the three, four, quite a ways for us to go. And this is a spot that I just scroll down. I make sure I get this Burrow T Higgins stack. If I have Burrow, I always take him in the third. It's previous. It's his ADP. You know, where we're pi we're bypassing Devonte Adams. I cannot talk today. We are having problems talking. Um, we've had Devonte Adams discussions this week. We've had a lot of Kirk Cousins discussion this week, so we won't beat those dead horses. But I don't, I don't mind getting Higgins with Joe Burrow. We saw the combo rate on those two players being relatively small, and that makes me much more fine with grabbing them. Honestly, so. We'll grab the Higgins Burrow stack. We'll do it a little early. We're bypassing players we really like, like Garrett Wilson. We're probably going to miss one of these running backs that we really like, but is what it is. Maybe one of the running backs still fall to us, and it's still the way I would have probably played it anyways. Um, other dead horses we are going to beat this year. This Nick Chubb range of running backs. We like to draft for zero running back, but when we're getting value, of Tony Pollard, Brees Hall, Nick Chubb, third round. We're, I'm probably smashing one of them almost every time. Travis Etienne, not taking Jacobs. Derrick Henry, probably not. We're probably throwing away the Titans offense. But Henry, Henry moving would be interesting. I know it's all speculation right now, but if we could get Derrick Henry, what's the ideal landing? Let's ask this. What's the ideal landing spot for Derrick Henry? And I know everyone's going to say one team. But let's just have some fun with it. Who do you think? All right, see Devonta Smith go before us. We'll throw the board up in a second. Jacobs goes right before us. We will grab Pollard. I mean, the concern with Pollard is only is only if they draft Bijan Robinson. And only then are we concerned. 
Index is saying running backs keep falling. It's half point PPR, only two required wide receivers. You can gamble, of course. But if I can get Tony Pollard in the fourth round, I'm going to do it. The Pollard-Higgins combo is like the combo I was looking for when I drafted Higgins early. So you can construct your lineups a bunch of different ways. Ours is going to be quite different because we went Daniel Jones. Derrick Henry to Buffalo. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they'll do it now that they took Damian Harris. Not that Damian Harris. I, I like Damian Harris, but not that he's a huge like obstacle to overcome. But they might just feel fine with Cook and Damian Harris there. So I would assume that they don't. They don't try to bring in someone like that. Um, we're going to be back on the clock here in a second. So we're looking at a lot, a lot of receivers that I like here, like the Calvin Ridley's, the Mike Williams and everything. But we're going to, we're going to go with TJ Hawkinson trying to up my exposure to him. And this is going to really make me build the team that I haven't built in one of these super flex drafts. I have not done two early quarterbacks with an elite tight end. So I'm a little interested to see how I want to play this. The way to do it with this team would probably generally be to do it with Darren Waller instead of TJ Hawkinson and grab one of these wideouts that's still available. But again, I'm trying to up my Hawkinson exposure a bit, particularly in the coming drafts, but as well as the super flex. So I just, I just really like Hawkinson. I liked seeing what they were doing with him in Minnesota when he went there last year. Seemed like they really want to get him involved. So I'm going to take him. We have our two QBs. We really don't have to worry about another QB till late. This allows us to not even worry about another tight end till late if we don't want to. Uh, sorry. Sorry, the pound. I took Hawk over Andrews, and he had Kirk Cousins. Shot him through the heart there. Sorry, man. Had to be done, though. Had to be done. I had to get my TJ Hawkinson Minnesota one-off. Wow. B. Kurt in here saying that Hawkinson is not an elite tight end. Buddy, the definition of elite tight end is quite different than the definition of elite at other player at other positions. So you can say that Hawkinson's not elite, but who the hell is at the position? Kelsey, 34-year-old Kelsey, that's about it. There really isn't another one. Andrews is fine. I think. I think they're both theoretically overdrafted. So, yeah. Sorry. I'm so sorry, the pound. I'm so sorry. But we'll get through it together. I'll allow you to draft, let's see, Trey Lance. You deserve to have some spice on your team and draft Trey Lance. You know you want to do it. So, there you go. 
a tight end that can score 15 plus points is a game changer. Correct. And Hawkinson has that outcome in his bag. Oh, look at you, fantasy dog pound taking DeAndre Hopkins. Definitely where I think I was going to go, but very razor thin as to who I would have went to over him would have been Drake London. So we'll snag Drake London on this team. Probably going to be one of my most owned players this season. We'll see. Just really like Drake London. I think Atlanta's going to be a bit better this year. Not great. I don't think they're going to be anything special, like special, but I think they're going to be a middle-of-the-road offense. They're going to find ways to get Drake London the ball quite a bit. His target share is going to be huge. I think they'll score at a decent clip. They're in a absolutely terrible division. Oh, man, that division. I mean, are they just what are they doing in the South? The AFC South, the NFC South, just absolute, absolute travesties between those two divisions. You guys looking forward to the super flex stuff being done? Are we looking forward to getting back into some regular tournaments here? Um I'm going to grab McLaurin. So it looks like this range of wide receivers is going to be interesting. And we've talked in the past about like reaching around on some of these guys to get some unique wide receiver combos. And this might be one of the ranges I do it where I take a Jamison Williams early or take McLaurin early so that I can get a McLaurin Jamison Williams team. I mean, these ADPs can change, but you, you guys understand the concept here where they're so close to each other that they're generally not getting drafted together. So then you get that McLaurin, Jamison Williams combo, both guys that could just go off any week. And if they do it in the same week, then in the playoffs, then you feel really good about it. Yeah, Mike Williams just can't stay on the field, man. Hopefully that changes this year. We want to see a we want to see a healthy Mike Williams. We want to see the Chargers doing something. We want to see that AFC West overall play up to expectations of, you know, three out of the four teams. Obviously the Raiders. I have heavily reduced expectations with them this year versus what they what I expected out of them even last year. Don't think they're a better team this year. I think they are going to be a much worse team and the, the question mark is still the broncos can the broncos do anything like can they be half of what we wanted them to be last year this year and i don't know man champagne coming in helps but it just feels like their doa it almost feels like their doa Who's my guy this year? Highest exposure. Um, still working through who that's going to be. I, I don't really want to count the big board or this yet because it's just gonna it, it's it's not gonna be indicative of what we're doing in the main tournaments. I know Drake London's gonna be up there. I know Kadarius Tony is gonna be up there for me 
and exposure if he stays right around where he's going. There are there are guys that are going to be up there. Um, but that being said, there might be some value that falls. I like DeAndre Swift a ton this year. So my DeAndre Swift exposure, it might not hit the levels of some of my highest exposures from last year, but I can tell you that if Swift stays where he is, 20% DeAndre Swift or more, 20 to 25% DeAndre Swift is a real possibility for me. And it's funny because I wasn't drafting DeAndre Swift at all last year. I thought second round, as we talk about him, he goes. I thought second round was just too too rich for him. But what he can do on a per-week basis from where he's going in drafts right now, like sixth, seventh round, it's an absolute home run spot. DeAndre Swift can be the RB1 any given week. He's going to house some long touchdowns. Now, he is also going to have some two, three, four, five-point weeks and not crack your lineup. That's why it's perfect where he's going. Especially zero RB. Like, he has to. To me, if when I draft zero RB teams, Swift is going to be one of my biggest zero RB targets, and it's probably not even close. B. Kurt agrees with the DeAndre Swift take. So that's the stuff that I that I'll be doing somewhat. I'm still working my way through some of the stuff. Do you guys want to get real weird with this draft? How weird do we want to get? Hmm. Let's grab Darren Waller to go for our Daniel Jones stack. So two tight ends this early, one hundred percent something. I haven't done. The only way I've done this is if I've auto drafted, and we haven't we haven't hit auto draft too too much in this, so probably not. Charbonnet, James Cook goes. We see a double tight. I mean, a double RB at the turn here. Still some nice running backs left. We got Rashad White. We are going to be on the clock in 18 seconds. We have a 2-1-3-2 build at the moment, and god damn it. So I was going to go Kadarius Tony. That was someone I really wanted on this team before we grabbed Waller. Um, I thought we might be able to push him, but clearly we were not able to. So is what it is. Do like Rashad White a little bit. But uh, let's bet on Dallas a little more. Let's grab Brandon Cooks instead. Grab another wide receiver to go with Tony Pollard. We'll just bet on this Dallas offense throughout the year. So our team right now is Joe Burrow, Daniel Jones. We have Tony Pollard. We have T. Higgins, Drake London, Terry McLaurin, Brandon Cooks at wideout. We have TJ Hawkinson, Darren Waller at tight end. So very much a unique build for myself. Not not something I typically do here where I have the double QB and the double tight end already. Just really uh, really not something at my comfort level. So it's why I kind of decided to do it just to see what we could build through with this. It's kind of what these Sunday streams are for. It's the laid back, relax, 
Yeah, let's uh let's have some fun. God, I was trying to say let's have some fun, and everybody's just getting so angry at me in the chat today. Uh, Index says bet on the Dallas offense, aka snipe my stacks and leave me with naked Dak, sir, sir. You had opportunities to take these players. If Atlanta feeds an RB in the draft, do you move Algier up significantly? I do, actually. Uh, Algier was one of my favorite RB targets. And then there's a lot of Bijan to Atlanta rumblings going on right now. And so much so that I was talking about this with Silas on the stream. I went and found the odds. As of a couple days ago, I haven't rechecked them. His best odds are to go to Atlanta at plus 500. So I was hoping to get slightly better odds on that. I was going to bet it. I still might throw, you know, 20 bucks on him going to Atlanta. But there are significant rumblings that Bijan is going to go to Atlanta. I think it's silly for them to draft him. I think Algiers pretty good. They have a lot of needs on that team. Bijan generational running back potentially i mean come on though uh head is saying speaking of dallas your ownership show you had cd and Dak as a high stack percentage i haven't seen one in 50 drafts yeah so that is the model that is getting worked out i cannot speak to it at the moment i know it's ever changing it's going to be ever evolving and it is going to be based off adp and it's going to be updating daily throughout the season. So just remember, this is a projection model. It is not a guarantee. It is going to be much like DFS, where we're projecting ownership based on ADP and likelihood and all that. We can talk a bit more about that in the Discord if you're looking to kind of figure out the actual way that that is calculated hacker will be able to tell you more about that but that is what's going to be going on with that so the superflex is sort of a sort of a trial run on the projections and then we're going to be really hammering it in for the regular season oh so we are stuck with uh some real garbage left over here let's go ahead let's grab us so Cortland Sutton, grab another wide out. Finally pushing running back at this point and just kind of loading up on some wide receivers. Adding Sutton here feels good. Derek Henry to Chicago. I could see it. Although, again, so part of this problem with trading players this late is they have Kyla Herbert now. Well, now they've had Khalil Herbert and they brought in Dante Foreman. So it's almost like, why would they need to bring in Derrick Henry as well? And you could say that about a lot of teams. I mean, there's plenty of teams that could take Derrick Henry and use him for this one year. <laughs> Cincinnati. Contract probably would be real tight. I know Cincinnati's up against it with the cap, but we've seen them, not just them particularly, we've seen the NFL restructure deals to make things happen. So don't be shocked if you see that. 
Lucy Mixon, Javante Williams still on board. Damian Harris, Jamal Williams for running backs. Uh, we're going to scroll down a bit, though. Oh, my God, who took him? Which one of you guys? Oh, you didn't take him. We're going to keep betting on this Minnesota offense a bit. And we're going to take Alexander Madison. He's a guy I'll be targeting quite a bit, specifically early in drafts until we get clarity with this Dalvin Cook stuff. Just a gamble. I'm willing to take that. Madison is the main guy in that backfield. So 11th round, Alexander Madison. I don't think there is a trajectory for him to go down. Worst case scenario. Situation is still the same. You get 11th round, Alexander Madison. He still gets work when Cook misses his few games during the season or whatever it is. You're still getting the value of Madison and the trajectory is shooting up, right? If they do find a way to move on from Dalvin Cook, Madison is going to rise quite a bit. He is much better than all the guys in this range. Javante Williams, sad story, but even better than Javante Williams this year, this particular year. Anyone got any good plans for this Sunday after this draft? Doing anything fun? Weather starting to turn here in New England. We had two days of like 80 degree weather. And now it's back to the 60s gloomy overcast, which I love because I'm a psycho. But people were really enjoying the hot weather the last few days. My dog, not so much. Lots of hair, lots of fur, lots of coats, lots of hair all over my house. Black carpets, bad idea. Real bad idea. But we'll go for a walk in a bit. Um, I'm working on a bunch of stuff for Spike Week today. We are really going to start hammering things this week. Have a lot of fun stuff planned. Benjamin's finishing up a card game he created. That's fun. That sounds like a good time. A lot of creative people in best ball doing a lot of creative things. So shout out to you for creating your own card game. Yeah, this this coming week, we're not going to fully be into what we're going to be doing over the offseason, but you're going to start seeing the shows roll out. You're going to start seeing some other stuff roll out, really gearing up for this best ball season. It's exciting stuff. It's going to be an exciting year. I remember being excited for last year, and last year was just way crazier than anticipated. I fully, fully expect this year to be even crazier than last year. I mean, we're talking about, we don't even know if Best Ball Mania is going to be open in the last few weeks like it has been. All right, so let's just do it. I mean, I've done it almost every time, but it it would feel dumb not to do it. Let's grab the Tyler Boyd double with Joe Burrow and T. Higgins. We already have our double tight end, so grabbing Irv Smith later would be fine, but 
I just feel more comfortable with the Burrow, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd double. The Abanacanda hype has gotten out of control. I mean, that's what happens, man. That's what happens when when you get people started in town. Shout out to Pat Corain. Big on Abanacanda. He's rised them up the draft boards quite significantly. Uh, make sure you're checking out Legendary Upside from Pat Corain. Lots of good stuff there. For sure. I'm going to grab Kenneth Gainwell. So I know they got Rashad Penny now and they could still draft somebody, but I think they do like Gainwell quite a bit. Part of the reason they're more than fine with letting Miles Sanders walk. Not the only reason, for sure. I mean, it is Miles Sanders. Who had a decent year last year, but I think uh, a lot of running backs could have had the year he had with that offense. So that actually speaks to my point of Kenneth Gainwell. I think Gainwell is going to be fine here in the 13th round. Don't think he is going to be a workhorse by any means, but we're going to get some games out of him. And that's the kind of player we're looking for right now. Who can we get games out of? As opposed to players that we can't get games out of. Which we still do. We still do that from time to time. Isn't Penny the lowest paid running back on the team? Probably. Jason is saying on a lazy Sunday, you should probably do one more draft after this one, right? Well, Jason, this is uh, not going to be a lazy Sunday for me, although I will be at this computer. I do not have time to draft. I do have to get our content schedule ready for this week. I need to adjust that intro you saw a little bit earlier. I need to do a bunch of stuff. Actually, I expect to be in front of this computer most of the day. What's going on, Olaf? Good point, Al. Al brings up that Gainwell is on a contract year trying to get paid. So another good reason to draft him. Not that it always works out that way, but, you know, we want we want guys that have something to play for. We're coming up on our next two picks. After our next two picks, we'll go over the team again for the audio listeners. Donovan Peoples Jones goes. I love I love how the New Orleans tight ends are so grouped together. You see this frequently where they go they go right next to each other. You'll see Taysom Hill go and Jawan Johnson go. And it's almost like it's almost like you are obligated to draft the other one once the first one goes, if you're the next person. All right, so we are back on the clock. Uh, we still want to add some RB, de- RB depth, so we'll grab Devin Shane, get us some rookie exposure to the RB spot. Definitely like getting some young guys there when we can. Some lottery tickets. We do like the lottery tickets. We got a two four six two build at the moment, but kind of went with the 
the double tap of QB. We went with two early tight ends. I don't want to say double elite. I'm very skeptical that Darren Waller is going to be anything this year. I probably won't have a ton of them. We grabbed them because we have Daniel Jones. But yeah, it's Waller feels Waller feels like the dude that got paid and he's just not going to do anything now. Like get his money. He's good. Play out this contract. Get some, you know, vet minimum contract when this is done. Retire mid-season and float away to never be heard from again. Could be wrong, though. What's wrong with Levis? He felt like 50 spots. I think he's just getting dogged heavily. Oh, my God. All right. Who's dog mentality? Because I know you're coming in here to just irk me at this point. And take my people. And take all of my people. Do some scrolling. See what we like here. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of Devin Singletary. I know that he's not going to be the primary back over here. In Houston. Uh, it's probably my first Devin Singletary share, but, you know, Devin Singletary's fine. He's going to get some work. He didn't kill there for nothing. Ooh, this is a spicy list here, Index of Suspicion. Waller, DJ Moore, Debo, Kittle, non-drafts. I, I, under, I see the Debo-Kittle correlation, so I kind of understand that. DJ Moore, I don't understand completely. You don't you don't trade for that guy to not make him a focal point of the offense. So we've seen him do it with absolute garbage quarterbacks. And get there, maybe not to the level we've wanted him to, but where he's going in drafts. I'm gonna be totally in on DJ Moore, but I like the list. Spicy list. Spicy, spicy list there. I'm still drafting Kittle. I'm still drafting Debo. They're not going to be high exposure guys for me. You're going to look at my exposures at the end of the year. I'd be like, oh, 12% Kittle, 8% Kittle, 10% Kittle. And this I agree with. If Purdy is a starting QB, Kittle will be very relevant. Yes. So there's a lot of if in there. Kittle will, I mean, uh, Kittle, sorry. Purdy will be if he's healthy. But, like, there's just so much uncertainty with what's going on with him and that team. Bringing in Darnold should tell you something. It also does feel like they're a little nervous after what happens in the NFC championship game where they just didn't have a quarterback after they both got hurt. Maybe they want to go with three to hope that that outlier of a situation doesn't happen again, I guess. But I, uh, I'm very skeptical of the Purdy stuff until we hear stuff a little closer to the season. So I totally understand both sides of this argument. Sounds like I'm kind of middling it. But I will have Kittle because I just think Kittle, with any 
quarterback can still have a week-to-week dominant performance. He's just he's my favorite tight end to watch. He's just the to me the quintessential tight end that you want on your team, not from a fantasy perspective, but from a football perspective. The guy does it all, sort of like Gronk used to do. You know, Gronk wasn't the best tight end just because he caught passes. Gronk was the best tight end because he could he could block for you, he could catch passes, he did it all. Totally understand Kelsey being people's favorite receiving tight end, but there isn't a candle like if you're it's all perspective. It's all it's all oh my god, what's the word I'm looking for? It's all offensive scheme for what you want, but I like guys like Gronk and Kittle that will stay in, block, and not just worry about catching passes from a football perspective. Fantasy perspective, you know, still fine. But guys like Kelsey are going to be a little bit better in that regard because Kelsey just, we've seen what he's been. Quite amazing. All right, we're coming back up on it here with our 2562 build. I think we looking at a few different things here. See what van we'll see what fantasy dog pound does to snipe us. Feel that coming. Absolutely correct. Kelsey is a wide receiver playing tight end who replaced the other wide receiver playing tight end. Tony Gonzalez. Correct. All right. So we're gonna grab Fournette the end of the 16th round. We're just kind of looking for guys that can do some things in the running back spot here. So Fournette, wherever he signs, I think can just fall into the end zone some. All right. I'm for hot takes, but what the hell is this, Benjamin? Hayden Hurst. Oh, I thought you were. Okay. All right. That was reading comprehension. I thought you were saying Hayden Hurst will be the tight end one by the end of the season. You're saying that Hurst will be a tight end one. So top 10 tight end. So I I don't think it happens, but I understand the pathway to it. We're going to have a rookie quarterback looking for a security blanket. Hayden Hurst is going to be that for him. I totally understand that concept. I'm fine with it. I just Carolina. I have to, I have to think about that a little bit more. I need to see what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, Gronk on one arm, bad knees and a bad back was still a force in the run game. Absolutely. So coming back up on us, I think the easiest route to go here is we could go. Yeah, let's let's double stack. Let's double stack Deion Jones here. Let's grab Isaiah Hodgins. I was going to grab Tyquan Thornton. That was the play for me. But when I saw Hodgins there, might as well grab a guy that goes with our quarterback to double stack. Let's go over our team before we round out this draft. Right now it's Joe Burrow and Daniel Jones at QB. We have Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, Kenneth Gainwell, Devin A. Chain, Devin Singletary, Leonard Fournette at running back, T. Higgins, Drake, London, Terry McLaurin, Brandon Cooks, Cortland Sutton, Tyler Boyd, Isaiah Hodgins at wide receiver, and TJ Hawkinson, Darren Waller at tight end. So right now we have a 2672 build. And I think the one thing that we 
have going on with this particular team is I'm kind of open to do whatever I want with these final three picks. I don't have to add another quarterback if I don't want to with Burrow and Daniel Jones. I might not even. I might just stay with these two guys and say the hell with it and ride those two for the season. Tight end, I could theoretically do the same thing, but I do think I will add a third tight end most likely. And that allows me to get one more running back, two more running backs, or a running back and a wide out. So that's some of the stuff we're looking at here with this particular build that we did. We're going to utilize you know we're, we're going to utilize what we did with our draft capital early where I took the two early quarterbacks I don't think I need a third all all the ones we would want to take shots on our rookies are relatively gone at this point we're going to be hoping for a backup to come in which is what I'm fine with doing when we're when we're taking like three to four QBs if we're going hero QB or if we're doing late QB. Jose is asking, how important is tight end in this format? Um, Well, I think tight end is kind of the same as it is in every other format where you're only using one, right? The position's so bad. So it's not about it being important. It's about sort of shots on goal. And yes, Hawkinson and Waller theoretically should give us our upside week to week, but the position is such a yo-yo that we could still find guy to add, a guy to add some value this late in the draft, probably if we wanted to. All right, we see Rod Morgo. So this is where I just like to start to get guys that I want to get, 18th round. Could we push Cedric Tillman? Absolutely. But I want him as my last wideout, so we're just going to grab him now. I know that's a guy that I wanted to go with. Question is, thoughts on Tyler Conklin and Rogers' connection? Example this year, the year he and Robert Tanyan had. I, I'm fine with it. I think that you can... Absolutely take a tight end. Conklin might be great. We saw Rodgers still go to his tight ends last year, right? We saw Mercedes Lewis get quite a few touchdowns last year. He was still throwing to Tanya, and it was kind of like a two-man thing. GA is asking, why am I drafting so early? They just woke up. It's almost 11 a.m. here, man. Almost 11 a.m. here. We're doing. We're going to be doing Sunday morning streams throughout the year. Um, they're probably going to be at 10 a.m. most of the time. It's just the time that really works well for me. And people have seemed to enjoy them. All right, so let's see what we got for tight end. We're going to we're gonna grab Sam Laporta because we're going to look for some like big upside if we're going to grab a third tight end. 
So we're going to swing for the fences with Laporta here. That gives us a 2683 build and potentially just going running back with the last pick. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing maybe you're on the West Coast, GA. And I understand it's 7 a.m. But time zones, man. Time zones suck. Makes content real hard to uh, plan out to try to get the entire country involved. And to be fair, if you are on the West Coast, suck it because you guys get all of the better times for sports. You get these six, you know, six o'clock, five o'clock starts, and we're sitting over here watching games that start at nine, ten o'clock at night, trying to get up in the morning for work and stuff. Just uh, you can deal with a Sunday morning stream. Um, I'm glad that CDC that CD Carter says this because I also say this all the time that Eastern Standard is the only legitimate time zone. This is correct. You should all adjust to us. Everything gets said in Eastern time. It is the forefront of everything. You see everything start nine Eastern. Ah, thank you, Brian, for saying that the Sunday stream is your favorite stream of the week. That is very, very kind of you. Uh, we will definitely be here next Sunday doing this stream. I will say that April 30th, well, the asterisk on next Sunday is if there is, and I'm sure there will be something to draft. So if this fills and they don't replace it with something, I'm not just going to come sit here and, you know, I don't know, juggle or something. So as long as there's a, a team to draft, we will draft next Sunday, April 30th. And I'll remind you guys of this next week. I will not be here April 30th. I have to go investigate a haunted hotel. So I will be out that Sunday. I will see if Eric is available to do a Sunday morning stream on the 30th, though. That way, somebody is still here doing it. And I might be driving still at that point. And if I'm not behind the wheel, I will uh, maybe jump in the chat and razz Eric a little bit. Index will take a look at your team real quick after this draft, and we'll see about the construction. Jason is asking which hotel. I am going to be investigating the Shanley Hotel, not the Stanley, the Shanley Hotel, which is in New York. So it is supposed to be one of the most haunted hotels in the area, and we have the entire place to ourselves. Going to be a lot of fun. So 20th round, we're on the clock. See quite a few running backs that I'll be happy to get here. Um, I like Dearnest. I like Dwayne McBride. I like taking Dwayne McBride in the last round. I like taking Dearnest. Let's grab a rookie for our seventh one here. Let's wait for this draft to finish, and I'll look at some people. I'll look at your team index. Jonathan was at the 108. We can look at that as well. But yeah, that's the hotel we're going to be doing, the Shanley Hotel. 
staying there for the night, filming a bunch of stuff. Hopefully get some good stuff there. All right. I actually have 16 teams in this, which is a little more than I thought I was going to be doing, but that's fine. So, final team. We have Joe Burrow, Daniel Jones at quarterback, Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, Kenneth Gainwell, Devin A. Chain, Devin Singletary, Leonard Fournette, Dwayne McBride at RB, uh, wide receivers R.T. Higgins, Drake London, Terry McLaurin, Brandon Cooks, Cortland Sutton, Tyler Boyd, Isaiah Hodgins, Cedric Tillman. And then tight end is T.J. Hawkinson, Darren Waller, Sam Laporta. Um, nice mix. I actually don't hate this team. It's not. It's definitely not my standard construction here. Uh, we do get the double stacks with both of our quarterbacks. We do get some team stacks with Tony Pollard and Brandon Cooks. So don't completely hate it. Um, I know some other people wanted who wanted their teams looked at index. Drafting from the 12. Let's see. QBs are Dak, Geno, Mike White. So I know you were saying that you got sniped on your Dallas guys. Yeah, Jake Ferguson. I mean, when you're getting sniped like that, um, fine to get per- Ferguson. Maybe you could have got Gallup at some point, but I don't think it's terrible. Seattle, you get the Geno and DK stack. That's fine. Mike White. Uh, just kind of like a one-off QB. Sometimes that's just the way it is, especially with a team like Miami, draft capital-wise. Very tough to get them. I mean, in terms of construction, I think it's fine. Dak, Geno, just one more. I think you only need one more QB there. McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Khalil Herbert, two, four, six, seven RBs, DK, Jerry Judy, Brandon Ayuk, Tyler Lock. Oh, you went with the double stack with Seattle. I missed Lockett. Um, construction-wise, I think it's fine. I don't see anything glaringly wrong. I think personally, if I went McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, it might be a three eight six. Uh, sorry, a three six eight two. Jesus, three six eight three build for me. If that's the way I played it, just because Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones are such heavy draft capital that I'd probably be trying to load up on a couple on another wide receiver instead of another running back. Um, but it's fine, right? Like it's not like it's not. That's just just nitpicking. Four, six, JW was in the eight spot. Ooh, five QBs with Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Sam Howell, Mac Jones, Sam Darnold. That is a that is a good five QB mix if you're going with that five QB format. I do like that. Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, Jamal Williams, Kareem Hunt, Chuba Hubbard, Zach Evans for RBs. Justin Jefferson, Jamison William, Christian Kirk, Zay Flowers, Juju, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Robert Woods for wide receivers. And then Kelsey and Gerald Everett at tight end. So I think if you're going to build a 5QB team, this is kind of the way you want to do it, right? He's really strong at every other position. He has the number one tight end. He has the number one wide receiver. It is... It is a really solid team. That second wide receiver being Jamison Williams. We do like Jamison Williams. I I can't really fault it. It feels like one wide receiver missing here. Like maybe 
But again, we're only starting two wideouts, so he's trying to rotate through these guys. I don't like Robert Woods. That's personal preference. I would have went someone else there. But that's neither here nor there. If I, if my nitpick is Robert Woods as your last pick or second to last pick, whatever it was, then like, what are we doing? Um. So, but I think overall, if you're building a five QB team, that's probably how you do it. Five spot, or six spot, sorry. Uh, give me one second so that I do not cough in your ear. Six spots, so they got good value. So they went Herbert, Purdy, Levis, Jacoby Brissett. It's a big fall for Levis, like you said. So grabbing him there is really good. Wasn't on my radar because of my two QB. Then we see Eckler to go with your Herbert. Isaiah Pacheco, A.J. Dillon, Samaj P. Ryan, James Robinson. Um, decent. So we went four, five, eight, three. This might have been – I got to see your receivers, but just seeing your running backs, I might have wanted to go one more RB. We'll see what your wide outs are. So Garrett Wilson, Devonta Smith, Mike Williams, Gabe Davis, Josh Palmer to go with your Herbert, Hunter Renfro. Mechie, Jawan Jennings. I would have grabbed another running back over Jennings. I just think that you want a six. I'm not big on Robinson this year, but whatever. That doesn't matter. I'd want one more running back on this team. I get it's for the Brock Purdy stack. Seems like you probably got, well, you got Kittle. I mean, I would have been fine with single stacking Purdy um, with George Kittle. You got Dalton Schultz, Mike Kosicki. Solid, solid tight end room. Levis, Jacoby. I mean, I just think that for this particular team, one more RB would have been the way to go. Eckler could be an absolute stud. Eckler could be in more of a committee. Could be traded. Yeah, I, I totally get it, Jonathan, that you grabbed Woods to stack the Houston rookie QB. I just, uh, I don't know. I just, I'm just not real big. Someone wants the three spot. Ah, the one that sniped me multiple times. Your team's an F for being a dick. Sorry, just kidding, just kidding. So you got Mahomes at the three. You got Matt Stafford, Tyler Huntley. Very solid room of QBs here. You got Bijan, Saquon. Saquon's going to be interesting to see what he does this season. Is he going to play? Ramondre, Javante Williams, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Sean Tucker. Wide receiver, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Kadarius Toney, John Dotson, Adam Thielen, MVS, Justin Ross, Kyle Pitts, Tyler Higby, Zach Ertz for your tight ends. This is this is a really good team. Building from these first three spots in the Superflex, you just build some really, really, really good team. Uh, so it was actually a two-spot. I just had to review the team that sniped me and tell them how good their team was. Thanks a lot, Benjamin. All right, Benjamin, let's look at your Josh Allen team. Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Desmond Ritter. Running backs are Henry, who you got eight, pit, eight picks past ADP, David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Dr. Foreman, Jalen Warren, Kendra Millen, the, uh, the RB hate bros, all-stars of people they don't want to draft, but... Overall, not a bad running back room. Wide receivers, 
Diggs, Lamb, Hollywood, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnson, Marvin Mims, Jonathan Mingo. I mean, I like rookies, man. And you and it's if you're gonna do something with rookies, probably the way to do it after getting Diggs, Lambs, Hollywood. Um, and you grab Matt Collins at the end here, Dawson Knox, Hayden Hurst, Noah Fant. Uh, a lot of people like Jalen Warren this year. I totally understand it. I just think we're dealing with Mike Tomlin, and they're still going to give a lot of that work to Najee. Excuse me. So you get the Allen stack with Diggs, which is really, really good. We've talked about that stack being hard to get. It is hard to get, so getting the Allen Diggs stack is real, real nice. You're double stacking him with Dawson Knox. Totally fine. Kyler with Hollywood. Kyler is an enigma this year for me. We're talking about ACL injury. I'm worried about him. Although getting Ritter here is good. You grabbed Matt Collins. I'm sure that was like the only Atlanta guy that you were able to get with him. A little tough sometimes if you get locked out of Drake London, which I definitely took from you. And Kyle Pitts. Overall, very solid team. I think there's a lot of risk in this team. I could see this team definitely advancing but also a team that I could see coming in 12th. There's a lot of variables in this RB department between Derrick Henry getting older, offense being bad, Montgomery going to Detroit. Are they going to try to do what they do with Jamal Williams with him? What does he have left in the tank? Probably fine. Miles Sanders, I think, could be absolute dust. Donta Foreman, I think, could just not even get a healthy share of the work by the middle of the season. They could just fully rely on Khalil Herbert. Jalen Warren's interesting, but there's paths to him just being dead. And Kendra Miller, you know, we like him. But this uh, this running back room could be the best in the draft, and it could be the worst. It's it's real. It's a real interesting room you drafted there. As far as wide receivers go, great room. A lot of fun. You have wide receivers to anchor you and if you hit on two of these wide receiver rookie wide receivers really good and tight end i mean no one's ever going to say you're good no one's ever going to say like you have the phenomenal tight end room there's just it doesn't exist right so dawson knox hayden harris noah fanta is completely fine um i think that's going to do it for us guys what's my chosen anderson exposure uh probably zero because i don't know who that is right now but i'm sure i will shortly anyways that's gonna do it we did our little bit of an hour one draft stream for a sunday morning always a nice chilled relayed back experience uh until next time till this week till this week when we just really start kicking things off we will uh we will see you all right later guys